Welcome to the Couch Potato Show, our new podcast where we discuss all things baseball, football, basketball, and yes, yeah, sometimes even hockey. I'm Tyler Maines, and alongside me are my good old pals, Frank Petterini and Eric Bender. How are we doing today, boys? I've been better. I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm great, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no complaints on this, on this end. We'll get, we'll get there. <laughs> all right, so we'll jump right into uh, picks from last week. Um, we predicted the Alsco Uniforms 500 and then the Supermarket 500 at Bristol. And then we also predicted this past Saturday's UFC main event. Um, Eric, do you want to start us off with the main event? Yeah, sure. We saw Woodley and Burns go the full five rounds. Gilbert Burns, to the uh, chagrin of Frank and May, he did. Uh, he completely dominated Tyron Woodley. Woodley was hesitant. My exact fears came true, and we saw a gun-shy Woodley that didn't seem confident in his abilities. Gilbert Burns dominated in the striking, the wrestling, worked the clinch, was good on the ground. Honestly, I think now Gilbert Burns is a fight away from a title shot because he just dominated a former champion. Oh, yeah, you know it. Watching that fight, it was like – you were just because I knew uh, Woodley was the favorite, and so I was just with I was just sitting there waiting for like Burns to like stop the offense and for Woodley to just take over and it never happened. Yeah, so. yeah. Even from like the first round, like we watched the fight together, and we were watching the first round three three or four minutes in. I remember uh, Burns had a high had a knee. And from like that point on, Woodley was down and the fight was over from there. He really couldn't do anything after that. And we just kept repeating the same thing. Like, oh, Woodley's not doing anything. Woodley's just kind of sitting there, standing there, doing nothing. When's he going to make his move? When's he going to make his move? It never came. Never came. We said that for the entire fight. Yeah, it got to the point where we were like, all right, at this point, it's like way too hard He needs a knockout and he never got it. Yeah. So... I think by the time we got to like the fourth round, we were like, yeah, it's either he knocks him out or he's not winning the fight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Burns even had a couple of 10 8 rounds in there, one or two. It was truly a great performance for Gilbert Burns and his team. Oh, yeah. And then we'll get into the Ausco Uniforms 500, in which we all selected Chase Elliott to win. And so we would get one point for that. And that happened. Solid. Yeah. We all correctly uh, predicted the NASCAR. Good job, guys. Yay. Go team. Um, and the Supermarket 500, in which we all predicted Kyle Busch for one point, and then I had Kurt Busch, Frank had Chase Elliott again, and then Eric had Kevin Harvick. Um, Brad Keselowski won that, so none of us got anything. So our current standings are... Eric has seven points. Frank has two points, and I have three points. I sh- I should have should have six points. What's your gripe, Frank? You it? know exactly what my gripe is. Chase Elliott was in the lead with I think it was Joey Logano at one two. He was about two tenths of a second ahead with I think it was four laps to go, and Elliott tried to get the outside lane on Logano, and they hit each other, and then he went to the wall, and then Keselowski won won the race with four laps to go. 
So that's two races where Chase Elliott was leading with less than five laps to go, and he's lost both times. That was insane. That was so dude, what an ending. And, yeah, we were all texting, of course, while we were watching it. And I'm, I was just like I, – I, I was like, I'm done with NASCAR. We're not, we're not talking about NASCAR anymore. I'm done. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> I'm like, after that show, I'm done. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he was in, like, ninth, eighth or ninth place at one point, and he jumped up to first place with, I think, 30 la- 20 or 30 laps to go. And I was like, oh, he's going to bring it home. Let's go. I'm going to get three points. Four laps to go. Crapped out. No. <sighs> Whatever, though. We'll move on. We'll deal. You've got a chance to come back this week. I do. We're picking a lot of a, th- a lot of picks this week. So. so we'll do we'll do our picks for this week. We got two races, and then we've got two UFC fights this week. Both the co-main event and the main event. So we'll start with. Uh, the UFC fights it, with the co-main event. Um, Frank, who do you got? I'm going to take Rafael. I can't Asano. I can't say his name. Asano. Asano. I can't pronounce anything. Uh, he doesn't have the height advantage, uh, <laughs> but you know that's okay. He has a higher striking accuracy, higher gripe, uh, grappling accuracy, and uh, if the fight goes long I think I think Rafael's gonna win it because he has way more wins by decision compared to uh, his counterpart so that's why I'm gonna go with Rafael. I'm also gonna take a Sun Sao. Eric did I say it right? Yes you did I, it. Just, I can't pronounce names. We saw last week at the football I just I'm gonna take Rafael Asunsao just because he is uh trained in the masterful Brazilian Jiu Jitsu just like my man Gilbert Burns was also from Brazil. And I've gone with the Brazilians once, and they gave me a win. So I haven't failed you yet, so might as well. And also, what's the other guy's name? Cody Garbrandt. Cody. Yeah. Garbrandt? Yeah. Yes. Garbrandt. He's lost his last three fights. Very important to note. So, yes. yeah. What about you, Eric? So, luckily for you guys, I'm going in a different direction here, and I'm going with Cody Garbrandt. For me personally, this fight is a lot closer than the main event. And in this one, like you mentioned, Garbrandt coming off of three straight losses. A Sunset is actually coming off of two straight losses. So, if these guys want to get themselves back in title contention, a win here is absolutely, absolutely mandatory. They need this one. Cody has seemed reckless with his striking lately, and with his power, I can't necessarily blame him. This guy's a bantamweight, and he literally hits like a welterweight. Even when he doesn't win, he'll knock down his opponents. This guy has so much power, it's insane. That being said, he does need to start defending his chin if he wants to get back to the top of the mountain. He does need to be careful if he wants to end this three-fight skid. On the other side of the coin, to your guys' point, Asunso has been a top-five guy for a long time, and he's the second-most win in the division's history. But at the age of 37... I don't think he is what he used to be. He's a safe pick, but I think Garbrandt is better in the stand-up. And I think in this fight, we're going to see a more cautious Garbrandt. We'll see more head movement for him. We'll see quicker feet. And I believe he will score a knockout victory against, against a Sun Tzu. We can't forget that Garbrandt's a former world champion. When he's on, when he's himself, when he's careful, he's one of the best bantamweights on this earth. Truly, he's shown in the past versus great talent and Dominic Cruz when he stole the belt from him. Once again, I think this one could go either way, but my gut's saying go Garbrandt, so I will. Bold statement on the knockout. 
shots. Uh, Call my shot. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Let's go to the main event. Um, I'll start us off. I'm going to take Amanda Nunez uh, because she's the title holder, if I'm not. Yeah, she's, yeah, the, she's defending. Yeah. Yes, she's the title holder. And uh, that means that that means that you're good. So <laughs> great analysis by Tyler Reigns there. Yeah. Uh, Frank, I'm also going to go with Nunez. She's the defending champion, as you said. Uh, more experience than her counterpart. A little bit of a reach advantage. It's not much. I think it's like a couple inches. That's a little bit. Um, she's better in the takedown. So I'm going to go with the experience and uh, pick Nunez. Eric. Yeah, unfortunately here it's going to be a clean sweep. I, yeah. too, am going to pick Amanda Nunez. And she is a heavy favorite, but she's a heavy favorite for a reason. I truly believe Amanda's one of the best fighters in UFC history. She currently holds the featherweight belt and the bantamweight belt, has wins against people like Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate. She's so established, and anyone who's anyone, Cyborg, she, she anyone who steps in the octagon with her, she just sets down the pressure she brings. And don't get me wrong, she's not invincible. She has some weaknesses, her cardio. She's not great in the clinch, which actually makes this a little interesting because one of Felicia Spencer's top strengths is kind of forcing her opponents to clinch by using the octagon around her. She'll Her goal is very clear. She needs to weather the storm that comes with a more refreshed Amanda Nunez at 145 pounds. And eventually, she needs to get Nunez's back to the cage and look for some kind of inside trip to get on top, try to take some kind of back mount position where she could land one of her rear naked chokes. And also worth noting is Felicia is very weak boxing-wise, but she could throw some great kicks. So we've seen some upset head kicks in the past, and who knows, maybe we're setting up for another one here. But all things considered, I do not think Felicia Spencer has what it takes to compete with the best ever female to ever step in the UFC. And I think Nunez's aggressive stand-up is just going to be too much for Spencer. And I think we're going to see the champ champ knock her out as well. I'm thinking two knockouts in the co-main event and the main wow. event. Yes. Old it could be an exciting face. card. All right. Well, that'll, be, that'll be a sight to see. Um, let's go over to NASCAR now, where each race is worth three points. Um, we'll start with the Folds of Honor 500, um, Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500, sorry, um, that is this Sunday at Atlanta. Um, Eric, you start us off. Who you got? Yeah, so we were actually discussing this before, but this one's on intermediate track. In the past nine races on intermediate tracks, we've seen nine different winners. When I was thinking for a race like this, what driver am I selecting? I had two questions in my mind. It was who succeeded in the past and who is the hot hand right now. And we also discussed, and I get it, it could be spun that he won his last race because Elliot and Logano went at each other's throat. But Brad Kozlowski put himself at the front of the pack at Bristol and took advantage of the situation. He's coming off of that massive win, and he has a phenomenal history in Atlanta. He won Atlanta last season and has – Three top two performances, I believe, straight in Georgia's capital. Kozlowski has also proven that he can. Um, he's great on the older surface racetracks. I just think everything lines up for a Brad Kozlowski win here. He's great in Atlanta, great with this kind of racetrack, and he's hot right now. I'm going with Kozlowski. I would like to add that 
Brad Keselowski is the past. We're today we're picking the um, the race at Atlanta and Martinsville. Won both of them last year. Last year at Atlanta and Martinsville, Brad Keselowski took home both races. So, Big and man. he's hot. So, all right, he's Frank. Hot. Frank, your uh, your pick. I'm gonna take one of Eric's past picks. I'm gonna take Kevin Harvick. He uh, he won in Atlanta a couple of years ago. He is the second highest average finish at Atlanta to Brad Keselowski. And uh, he, right now, he has the high odds, but I just have a good feeling that Kevin Harvick's going to pull this one out. I'm going to take Kyle Busch. Um, I know Classic. I'm kind of a broken record at this point, but <laughs> Classic. he's the greatest. He, he's, he's the best driver in NASCAR. And the fact that he hasn't had a win yet this season, it's going to come eventually. Um, and I want to be there to snag those points. So uh, I'm going to go until he wins. The 18. I don't know if he's driving. Listen, if he's driving the M&M's car, easy dub. The Skittles car, the though. The Skittles car has given him some trouble in the past nah, few nah. races. So hopefully it's the, uh, the yellow M&M's car for uh, this Sunday for Kyle Busch. Yep. So next we'll move on to the race at Martinsville Speedway, the STP 500, as we're going to call it, because the other name is way too long. Um, I'll start us off uh, for the same reason that Eric had uh, Brad Keselowski last race. I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski for this race. Um, You got to ride the hot hand. Brad Keselowski is very hot. He also won this race last year. Um, That's pretty much it. Brad Keselowski. What about you, Frank? I'm going to go with another one of your past picks. You guys picked him already. I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. He is the, I believe, the second highest odds as of right now. He's uh, he's won at Martinsville before <clears> back <throat> in 2019. It wasn't this event. It was a different event, but it was the same track. Um, since February of 2018, he has the best average finish at four with uh, three top fives and four top tens. So for those reasons, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pick Martin Truex Jr. Eric? I'm taking a page out of Frank's book here, and um, he picked Elliot for both races last week, and I'm going with Brad Kozlowski again. Me and uh, Mainzie are in lockstep for this second race. So I just basic, think... Basically, I'm just rooting against. Exactly. I think Kozlowski. we already mentioned it. He won both of these races last season. Maybe he's not highest on odds for either race, which I don't even understand personally. I think by the time the race happens, I think we're going to see an increase in Brad Kozlowski's odds. I would be truly surprised if he doesn't come away with at least one of these wins. He's on fire. I get it. It's unpredictable. But the guy's on fire. He's got a great history. I'm telling you, I would be more surprised if he won zero races than if he won two of these races. Brad Kozlowski's got this. Are we overlooking another Chase Elliott win? I mean, we might be. probably the hottest racer in basketball right now. Yeah. Yeah, but he disappointed me last week, so I'm I might come back to him at a later point. But right now, I'm, I'm a little mad at Chase Elliott, so I'm gonna have to move on. To him for now I'm putting in a bold prediction. Hot take for just like Eric's two knockouts. I'm putting in a bold prediction for the Martinsville race. Uh, Richard Petty was somebody who won this race nine times, a record nine times, nine times. Bubba Wallace is representing Richard Petty with the number 43 car. 
Bubba Wallace has also been running very close near the top 10, not quite in the top 10, but near around that um, 10 to 15 range these past few races. I think the 43 car is going to make a huge jump this week and really get into that top five, top five Ooh, range, five. if not winning this event. Well, prediction yeah. by means, I like it. Hot oh, takes. yeah, Bub- Bubba Wallace, man man to watch out for. A couple of hot takes this week, first ones. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, with picks underway, um, I guess it's now time for uh, for whom does he play? Part three. four, four, three. No, it's three because I did bas- I did baseball with you, and then you two did football. Part we're... three. <laughs> Eric, take it away. All right. It's a lot of hype around this matchup. Before we start, me and Tyler have been studying for this for at least four days each. So, like, if we don't get, like, a, a good number of picks correct, there's something flawed in the system. So, let's just put it that way. This yeah. is big. This something is big wrong. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, who's going to go first out of you two? You can do rock, paper, scissors. Hold on. First, I want to say, Frank. When you know, if you know the team, don't don't be don't all don't like, show about it. Yeah, just yeah, say don't be team. all like, oh, easy. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, because then because then if you make your pick, then it's like, oh, well, I'm just gonna take. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I got exactly. you. All right. yeah. That being said, I'll just go first. I don't care. It's fine. All right, yeah. Frank's a noble man. First, yeah. I'm a big fan of his personally. We have Tory Craig. Tory Craig. Okay. I think I have my team. I think I, I think I got it. Who's going first? Uh, I'm going to go first. Can I just go? Okay. Yep. Um, I believe Tory Craig plays for the Nuggets. Tyler Maines. What he do you think? He does play for the Denver Nuggets. He does. And yes, both of you are correct. That's one apiece. And Tory Craig, really a great defensive presence in Denver. Great with the blocks. Watching some block highlights of Craig the other day. I was. It's awesome. He's a monster. He is. Okay. He's no, he's no Josh Kogi, but uh Yeah. Number two. Zach Collins. Tyler Maines, you're up first. Zach, Zach Collins. Collins. Is their generic name himself? Plays for the Portland Trailblazers. All right. Frank okay. Pedrini. So so here's my thing. Here's my thing. I know that is either the Portland Trailblazers. Or the Atlanta Hawks. I'm trying to remember which one. Okay. You know what? I'm thinking of Kevin Herter. Um, he plays for the Trailblazers. I was thinking of Kevin Herter for the Hawks. Gotcha. Correct again. Both of you, two apiece. This I is think you were thinking of John Collins. Maybe. So, no, I was thinking of Kevin Herter, actually. I don't know how I mixed that oh, up. Okay. Not really sure that happened, but, you know. Either way, it's a tie ball game, 2-2. Two, two. Number three, Melvin Frazier. Okay, this is the first one I have to think about. Melvin Frazier, and I believe it's Frank first. Yeah. I am first, yeah. Okay. Melvin Frazier. Melvin Frazier. Okay, well, this is going to be a guess because this guy literally did not come up once on my quizzes. Although Tyler looks kind of confident over there, so I don't like that. Um, He's on my Quizlet. Oh. Is he really? You made a Quizlet? 
Yeah. All right. He wants this. I'm going to say I'm going to say Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. Tyler Mays. Melvin Frazier Jr. Yes. Does play for the Orlando Magic. He does. A confident man in his 3-2. Tyler Mays has the lead. Damn. Okay. Number four. Justin James. And Tyler, you're up first. I know this one. Justin I, I, James. Justin James plays okay, for the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings. Frank? Yep. Sacramento Kings. Yep. Correct. And I just want to add, I just want to add, yesterday, um, I had to call Frank about something, and I gave him a quick, like, three or four players. Like, <laughs> Frank, who does, who, who does this guy play for? Who does this guy play And one of those players was Justin James. Wow. Oh, so I did get it. I did practice. And he did not know that it was the king. Okay, so, so now I, now I practice. Frank has, Frank has been studying. It pays off. 4-3. Dude, this is good. Round. This is pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm madly impressed. Frank is first, I think, right? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go first so that Tyler just uh, – because Tyler's winning, so I'll just go first. Yeah, yeah. So, we have Bruno Fernando. Bruno Fernando. Okay, okay. Okay, got it. Um, Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Okay, Tyler Maines. Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. <laughs> Bruno oh, Fernando Felicio. Oh, I thought of Cristiano Felicio. Oh my God. Bruno Fernando plays for the Atlanta Hawks. Frank he plays for the Atlanta Hawks. Tyler Maines pitches the perfect game. Five three. I literally knew that one, dude. I I was thinking of Cristiano or no. Uh, yeah, Cristiano Felicio. God. It happened. Cristiano Felicio does play for the Chicago Bulls. My God. Kids an encyclopedia. What the Choke hell? Choking a half, bro. Choking a half. It's crazy. I wouldn't have won anyway because he knew it. But, like, still. Yeah. So right, good think, game, Tyler. Yeah, I think before this, what? The highest total was two out of the five? Uh, yeah. Tyler got two the first time. Yeah, yeah. I got, And I think – so I got three, but I knew it was the Hawks. I just I just mixed the players up. But we'll say three. Yeah, yeah. Hey, three Tyler got up. five, but like Tyler, <laughs> unless somehow we go into overtime with five five. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, congrats, man. It okay. went in. I'll, I'll give it to him. Right. I really. Uh, T- Tyler was grinding, so I'll give. I really it to wanted him. to make sure that uh, I showed up, and because I call I called Frank because this is originally going to be you two, um, playing against each other, but then. Uh, Frank was like, oh, I'm going to fucking oh, – I would smash this. And I was like, I don't know about that. Let's see about that. So, put him in his place. I was hoping that you would give us Garrison Matthews because I asked Tyler yesterday and he didn't know. I still and don't I know where Garrison Matthews is. He plays for the Wizards. So, I was hoping I, that you were going to say Garrison Matthews. That would have been, been good. Was he in your overtime picks? Maybe? He didn't even make the OT. Did you uh, – wasn't there supposed to be starters in there? Hey, you got he five said, five. He said he might say – he said um, – I remember. He said there might be, like, one starter. But like, yeah, other yeah. than that, it's going to be bench guys. Hey. Or the overtime guys. I mean, we have Derek White if we just want to play it out. Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. Uh, my man, Dragon Bender. Uh, he used to play for the Suns, but now he yeah. plays for – I don't know. I wow. want to say – Look at this. Kings, maybe? Tyler, do you have a prediction? I know he was drafted by the Suns. And he's, he absolutely I, know he was, I know he played for the Suns. 
Yeah, wow. Look, he should have made regulation. Uh, Warriors. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and the Warriors. And my last overtime guy was TJ Leaf. Pacers. Pacers. Yes. Both of you. All right, yeah. So Bender, really the only one giving you trouble. How ironic. But, uh, it's, it's in the name. It's in the it name. is. It is in the standings for the uh, the picks. Damn, I'm zero two now, bro. I got. Damn, I got. I got to stop my game. I'm I'm zero two. Yes, yeah, so Tyler. What are you? Uh, Tyler's two and zero now. He beat me. Two and zero. Me in baseball, and he beat me in basketball just now. Two zero oh, and one. You know. Two zero oh, and yeah. one. And one. Yeah. Yes. Because you guys, the next time we do this, I will be not participating because. Yes, me versus Frank. I participated in all three. Can't wait. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You guys probably do baseball or something. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't done hockey yet. Well, Bender's gonna win hockey then because I don't watch hockey. We'll we'll do baseball. We'll do baseball. I don't care. Whatever works. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about uh, Dak Prescott for a second? Oh sure. Let me. I have notes on Dak Prescott, so let's yeah. uh, let's yank it out. Here we go. Can't tell me I'm not prepared for a podcast. <laughs> well, we already saw that clearly you weren't. <laughs> well, not not for uh, hey, three's a solid score. Three is solid. Three is a good score. Five's a solid a bit score. better. Well obviously five's better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um I don't know. So, so there's a whole lot of talk lately about whether or not Dak Prescott's worth the money that he's asking for. And I don't know the exact number. Um, oh, I have it. I got you. I got you. Dak is looking for $33 million per year. So Dak Prescott is not worth $33 million a year. Um, that's you guys are going no? Yeah, absolutely not. No? I'm, no. I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. You think that's he's worth great. $33 million? I'm not saying that he's genuinely worth it. But if you look at the I, – I did a lot of research on this because I need the stats because I don't follow football and you guys do. So you guys are probably just going off watching them. I'm going off actual like numbers. If you look at the top five other quarterbacks in the league in terms of salary, it's Russell Wilson with 35, Aaron Rodgers with 33 and a half, Matt Ryan with 30, uh, Kirk Cousins with 28, and Jimmy G with 27 and a half per year, averaging. And then knowing that, I looked at the stats. So I looked at specific ones. I looked at touchdowns, yards. Yards per attempt for passing, obviously. Interceptions, uh, QBR, game-winning drives, and completion percentage. So, I'm, I'm going to shut up soon. Don't worry. So, for those stats, Russell Wilson was better than at least one quarterback in the top five in each of those stats. At least one. The only Two of them, he came in fourth place, so he's better than one of them. It was interceptions and QBR. But for every other stat that I just mentioned – he is first or second. You're so saying Dak is. Dak is first or second, yes. Okay. Here's and my those... count here's my counter argument. You can have all the stats in the world. Those those what was it, five quarterbacks you listed or four quarterbacks? I did the top five and then Dak. So it was yes. Russell it was Russell Wilson. Yeah. Who has won a Super Bowl. Okay. Matt Ryan. Yeah. No rings. He did make the Super Bowl once, though. Who were the others? It was Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't won. Kirk Cousins, who hasn't won. And then Jimmy G, who just lost in the Super Bowl. So Aaron Rodgers, at the time when he did win the Super Bowl, 
um, was not even close to being the highest paid quarterback. Kirk Cousins has never come close to a Super Bowl. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo just lost. So out of those five quarterbacks, there's one one Super Bowl ring in which they were actually getting paid like top dollar. Um, and if you look at the past Super Bowls, the, the quarterbacks of the champions, Patrick Mahomes, not really a high, highly paid guy because he's young and he's, a, and he's still on his rookie contract. Tom Brady, not a highly paid guy because he takes a lot of pay cuts so that the, the team can improve around him. Carson Wentz at the time, rookie contract. Tom Brady again. Peyton Manning, not a big contract because they weren't sure about his neck and all that. And I can go on. Like, it's clear that if you, in order to win the Super Bowl, you have to have that team around you. That's not the question, though. I'm not saying can they win a Super Bowl this way. Uh, the question is, is that's, not, that's, not the, that's not the question. The question is, is Dak deserving of the money? If you look at the stats, he's first in yards, second in touchdowns, and second in yards per attempt. You want to know why he's first in yards? Why? Because the Cowboys are always trailing because he's terrible, and he gets them in a terrible position, and he's like, okay, I'm going to heave it. The coaching doesn't help. No, it's literally no, just I agree. dump off to Zeke every single time, and then Zeke takes it 30 Yards or yards. Yards or yards. Yeah, no, I agree. But it's, you know, it's ridiculous to compare his yards to a team, even Kirk Cousins. The Vikings were a better team than the Cowboys last year, and Kirk flashed some brilliance. Like, for me, out of the five quarterbacks you named, I would take every single one of them over Dak Prescott. I don't care what the stats say. You have to care what the stats say to a certain extent. I'll admit that. But going into this next season and even beyond, I get it, some of the guys are older than Dak. But what has Dak showed us? What does he have, one playoff win? It's at most two. It's no more than two. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the I mean, exact number. It's not, no, it's not buying Dak Prescott. He's he had weapons around him. Listen, winning, I don't care about stats. Stats are bogus in the NFL. Okay. That's, because of what yeah, Eric said, it's garbage time. You can rack up whatever numbers you want. It's winning, and Dak Prescott hasn't – he's succeeded in the NFC East. Congratulations. You succeeded in the worst division in all of football. The Giants suck. The Eagles are trash. The Redskins suck. The, I, the, for, for me, the my stance – carry on top of the pile of garbage. That's it's, all it it's, is. It's so, the top on the garbage. So, in order – so, yes, they'll win the NFC East, and they'll win in the regular season. What did you say? One playoff win? It's yeah. you can't you can't pay somebody thirty three million dollars a year for one playoff win. But for me, if I look in comparison, because every every player that signs for a free agency uses other players with similar uh, outcomes and stats like that to try and leverage their way into contracts. We saw it last year with Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, and we see it every single year in basketball because somebody always gets the highest paid, and then they do it off of that. And if you look. For me, I, I'm doing stats because I don't watch nearly as many games as you guys. I just don't. I'd rather watch baseball or basketball over football. So, for me, I have to look at the stats, and I, I do watch some games, and it's, he's, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But, like, the stats tell me that he deserves the contract that he's looking for. I don't know if he's worth $33 million. Oh, no one's ever I'm, worth $33 million. It's like yeah, the last I don't know if he's worth – like getting paid that much, but 
the, if the Cowboys want to win, and if Jerry Jones wants Prescott. to win, you don't need Dak Prescott to win. Really? You don't think they need Dak Prescott? do not need Dak Prescott to win. I think they, I think they do. What you need to win is that offensive line that they have. You need Zeke. You need Amari Cooper. You need that defense that they have. That's what you need to win. Because with that, you can put any quarterback back there. And they'll be able to win. I don't know. I, I... It's been proven that the lower – that quarterbacks that take a lower paycheck so that the rest of the team can be, get built around them succeed better. The I success is the success. The success you can't deny. I'll give you success, but um, for me, it's just looking at overall impact, at like how well he plays for the team itself, is why I would say yes. All right. Well, I guess we'll just have to table it for another time. We can when come back to it when the contract actually comes out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's making eighteen million dollars a year. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's either he makes the contract that he wants or he plays somewhere else. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. All right, so that'll wrap it up for this week. Um, next week, Frank, who's our guest going to be? Next week, we have to call Molson. He is a transfer for, for Seton Hall this year. He transferred from uh, Canisius last year, and he's going to play a significant role for the team this year. So, he'll join us next week on the show. Um That'll do it for this week for us. Um, for you guys, uh, say adios. Adios. adios.